Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. We've just completed the fast. Uh, and we're at the end of the fast, and and I, I was really encouraged kind of in talking to people uh, as they were preparing to fast or as they've been fasting about kind of their, their heart, and I, I love that we did a series leading up uh, to the fast, just talking about fasting, but we spent time intentionally seeking God. Uh, and, and then coming into the season, the incredible thing is that uh, God spoke. And for many of us, uh, maybe as you were reading the word or maybe uh, as in your prayer time, you just felt God speak. Uh, and, and maybe you, the big promises or maybe it's just those little kind of reminders or, or things that have been highlighted in the word of God. Uh, but we believe that God is always wanting to work in and through us. And, and the cool thing is uh, that he's birthing new dreams uh, and then he encourages us to take steps of faith. Uh, and I, I like, uh, I feel, uh, you know, it's an incredible thing that God is always kind of trying to get us to a place of faith. Uh, in John 15, verse 7 to 8, it says this, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So a pretty incredible promise, right? This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And that's an incredible thing, that we get to, to be followers of Jesus. We get to be his disciples. And faith is, is accessed through the ability uh, that we have to carry the word of God, uh, to carry his word. And so I wanted to ask you a question this morning. And it's not, if you don't know, it's not to feel panicked. All right, but the question is this Do you know what the Word of God is for the different areas of your life? Do you, do you have a sense of what He's wanting to do in you in this season? Maybe in your family or your work, in your marriage, in this city? In this church, I love if you came last week, uh, Pastor Jono shared a great message uh, just around Dream Sunday and talking about uh, next year, and we're excited for what God wants to do in us as a people. And, uh, and the, the opportunity that we have is to learn to carry the Word of God and to have it as a, an ability to focus our prayer and take hold of the promises that He's got for us. And because God has plans and purposes that he wants to birth through us. And so my uh, first thoughts, I wanted to kind of, just a real simple thought this morning, but I wanted to give you three ways for how we can carry the word of God. Is that good? Yeah, so really simple, and they all start with P, which is great. So if you're taking notes and you like a little bit of matchy-matchy, then that's good. The first one is pray it. See, we need the Word of God to become the fuel for our prayer life. God speaks it, and then you pray it back to Him. Praying what God has said over your study, over your family, over your work, over your finances, over your marriage, over our city. And it's not necessarily what we're currently experiencing but we can use that as a, as a fuel to say, God, you've spoken this, and I'm believing that that's going to happen, and so I'm going to pray in alignment with what you've said. And I, I loved that during the fast, if you got the little calendar booklet, you'll notice that, uh, that the section was a, a prophetic promise to pray. 
And I think that's really powerful. I love that, that we've intentionally thought about it. And they, they'd sourced promises from the Word of God, and they'd put it in a way and join them together so that we could pray those out. And the cool thought is we were all praying the same thing, right? There's such power in that together. But we can use the Bible. We can use uh, the Word of God and the promises that He's given us uh, as, as a powerful tool for our prayer life. And I love that, right? Because I don't know about you, I'm not super creative, right? I, like coming up with things on my own is tricky, but actually just taking hold of the promises that God's given us, reading in the Word and saying, okay, God, you've spoken this. Actually, I, I don't need to magically kind of think it up on my own. I can just pray back what you've given me, what you've said to me about these things. And so over the fast, I wrote down kind of some specific categories that I wanted to hear God about things in my life. I wanted to ask God for a word. And it was cool. In my prayer time, I just asked God about these things kind of one by one and just wrote down what I felt he'd said. In some cases, I got like a single word or a phrase uh, and then kind of added to them like a brainstorm. And as I was reading the devotional or uh, my Bible, I found that verses kind of stood out uh, over the period of time and I could kind of add to the brainstorm. And so now uh, I, uh, you know, I found in other places that there was like a verse or a, a kind of a picture from the word about a specific area. And these are powerful things that I've got now that I can use when I pray, that I can pray in alignment with what he said. And a few years ago, uh, Caleb and I received uh, a prophetic word from Michael Maiden. Uh, and at the time, kind of we couldn't see how it connected exactly to our lives, but we wrote it down and we just kind of prayed it over our lives. Uh, and then at the beginning of last year, uh, as we were launching our Go Big series, uh, we felt God remind us of the prophecy again. So we uh, found it in a journal. Uh, and then as I was reading it aloud, we both felt God say that this was a prophecy for this moment. Uh, which was really cool uh, and kind of uh, it's been probably, I think probably five years kind of in between receiving it and then uh, that moment in time. And so we just decided to start praying it out uh, and committed kind of to a few minutes each night. So as soon as we put our kids to bed, then we would pray together over that. Uh, and one of the main areas that the prophecy highlighted was in the area of our house. And so kind of over the course of the next five months, God did something miraculous uh, in our midst, uh, and we were able to sell our house and buy something that kind of suited our family a bit better. Uh, but we were overwhelmed by the way God moved on our behalf, and both found that the prophecy really uh, was very powerful for building our faith to step out. Uh, and then again, you know, because there were moments in the whole process where it was stressful <laughs> and we were like, ah, I don't know if we've done the right thing, you know, but the prophecy was amazing because we just came back to the promises that we'd received and just kind of had the opportunity to be like, no, actually, I'm not going to accept what is currently the feeling I've got and I'm going to pray in alignment with what you've said, God. And we felt, uh, it was really cool, we felt that God wanted to do something in our lives first, kind of, and that 
in the, the way that he'd miraculously provided for us would be like a precursor to what he wanted to do in us as a church. And so we've kind of continued to pray for that. Right, we're believing for uh, land for us as a church. And so this is a, a prophecy that we're continuing to pray out. And this, as we went into the fast, we prayed it out over us as a church as well. Uh, but prophecy and the word of God is powerful. And we have the ability to pray it out. So the first one is praying it out. And the second is to prepare for it. When God speaks... It's a challenging thought that it's possible to tell if we believe him or not, right? Because I believe God, I'm doing the preparation. I'm doing the things. And, and he's looking to know uh, if he can trust us for what he's wanting to release. And so what do we do after we receive the word of God? And I wanted us to look this morning at the story of Elisha uh, and uh, when he helps the widow in 2 Kings verse 4. So if you want to go there uh, in your Bible, it says this. One day a widow of a member of a group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now creditors have come threatening to take away my sons as slaves. And Elisha says, What can I do to help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? She says, nothing at all except a flask of olive oil. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons. Shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting aside each one when it is filled. So she did as she was told. And her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled them one after another. Soon every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. See, she's filling the jars with oil, but they stop flowing when they're full, when there's not enough, when there's no more. And for us, you know, she gathered as many as she could find. I kind of imagine in that story, she's racing around, right, asking her neighbors, looking in the cupboards, you know, looking behind things, finding as many as she can. Because the prophet, the, the, the man of God has spoken, and she's got an opportunity uh, to respond. And she, I think, you know, she's pretty desperate by this point. She's, she's like, God, I, I need this. This is, yeah, we're going to die if we don't have uh, any more. And actually, the, the incredible thing is uh, that there's an opportunity for her. And for all of us, we have that opportunity. And many times, the level of our outpouring is determined by our preparation, which is, is good, but also challenging. <laughs> See, because we've got an opportunity for our lives. I kind of, there's lots of examples in the Bible, right? Building arcs. In Hebrews uh, 11 verse 7, it says that Noah believed God, uh, what God had spoken and built an ark. And that's a pretty crazy situation when it hadn't rained before that point. Uh, But also then there's uh, situations, we read the story of the woman gathering vessels or of the disciples mending their nets. And so we've got an opportunity to to be people who build arcs, to be people who mean nets, to be people who prepare uh, in time for what God is wanting to do. And so my question to you this morning is, what can you do to prepare for the word or the promises that God has given you? The third thought is proclaim it. 
What we speak can partner with or have the potential to undermine the word of God, which is powerful, right? In Luke 1, just before the birth of Jesus, we read the story of the conception and birth of John the Baptist. And John's parents are a couple named Zechariah and Elizabeth. And Zechariah is a Jewish priest. And in Luke 1 verse 6, it tells us that they were righteous in the sight of, uh, of God, in God's eyes, and careful to obey the Lord's commandments and regulations. But they had no children because Elizabeth wasn't able to conceive, uh, and they were both really old. <laughs> and one day, Zechariah is serving God in the temple, and an angel of the Lord appears to him, telling him that God has heard his prayer. And we'll pick it up in Luke 1, uh, verse 13 to 20. And maybe if the worship team, you guys can come as well. In Luke 1, verse 13 to 17, it says this. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. And you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah, and he will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. It's a pretty incredible story, right? The Zechariah is told before anyone else that God was setting in motion his own visit to earth. And Zechariah and Elizabeth were well suited to doing a special work for God, but they shared the pain of not having children. And in Jewish culture, that was something that was considered that they, that they didn't have God's blessing. Then one day on duty, Zechariah finds himself face to face with an angel and receives a promise from God. And we will continue to read in verse 18, it says this, Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel, I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you'll be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. And then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision. When Zechariah's week of service at the temple was over, he returned home, and soon afterwards, uh, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away the disgrace, my disgrace of having no children. So that's a big promise that Zechariah receives. And, and the news of a coming saviour is kind of eclipsed for him by the doubt of his own ability to father the child that God has promised him. And as a result, God prevents Zechariah from speaking until the promise becomes a reality. See, it's very normal for us at times 
to have moments of doubt or struggle to see how what God has said could be accomplished. And sometimes we can accidentally speak against the promises or the Word of God. And one of the things that we can do is is recognize areas of unbelief in our hearts by what comes out of our mouth. Because God has given us an incredible ability to speak, but to speak life. But also there's a kind of responsibility because the power that God has put in our words brings life, but it can also bring death to things. So having God's word abiding in us. And maybe when unbelief is coming out, to stop talking. Recognizing, God, I want to be more connected to your word in the circumstances than to my current reality. And I'm aware, right, as a parent, because you get this all of a sudden, you have children and it's like a mirror that you find, which is confronting sometimes. But one of the things is we, we often find it hard to speak the word of God out about ourselves. And I was just really struck recently, I think particularly important because I realized you, you say things, you know, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're saying things either internally or externally. And sometimes you could hear them and then you hear them saying it. And then you think, how did you hear that? And it's that realization, oh, actually that came out of my mouth. <laughs> but that ability to speak the word of God over ourselves. Because we are super aware of our own faults and imperfections. But actually the challenge is to speak in line with what God says about us. Is that what Jesus is saying in your life right now? What you're speaking, what you're preparing for? Because we can pray it. We can prepare for the Word of God, the promises that He's given us, and we can proclaim them. And maybe over the fast, you've, you've heard God. You've felt like He's spoken. And so you can begin to do these things. Maybe you're already doing that, praying in line with what God has said and preparing for it. But maybe in this season, you don't feel like you've heard God speak at all. Or maybe you're like, I've never heard God speak to me. I'm not sure. You know, the incredible thing is that we serve a God who wants to connect with us, who wants relationship with us. And so we we always want to help people on the journey to coming into that place of relationship, uh, but also being able to to hear, you know, to speak and to, to grow in confidence and knowing actually that God wants to speak into our lives. And so one of the things I just ask the team to do is just to sing a song. And, and we will have a team of people who would love uh, to be able to pray for you this morning. And maybe uh, right now you recognize, maybe you can hear God's word, but you're like, God, I want something fresh from you this morning. There's an incredible gift that God gives to his people of prophecy. And it's kind of just asking God for a, for a word about someone and speaking it out over their lives. And we always want to create space. Uh, for for you to receive prophecy, receive a word from God. And so uh, we're going to invite our prayer team to come, but we'd love to invite you. If as uh, you are sitting there, you think, actually, I really like someone to pray over me this morning. Maybe, God, I'd like to hear you speak. Maybe there's a specific area right now that you're believing for breakthrough in, and you're like, God, I want 
a word from you about that this morning. If you feel comfortable, you can come down to the front and one of us would love to be able to pray for you this morning. And maybe if, if you're feeling like, cool, God, I, I, I feel like I know what your word is for me in this season, then I can I invite you just to take this moment to connect with the Holy Spirit? Just in this time, just to allow him to breathe afresh, to remind you of what he says and what he's saying over your life. And can I invite you to stand? Cool, I'm gonna pray. Lord, we thank you that you're here. God, I thank you that your spirit is here and that you're moving this morning. And God, this morning, we ask that you would speak. We ask that you would be, we would be people who are tuned to your voice, able to recognize what it is that you're saying through your word, uh, through your voice, just speaking to us this morning. And God, for people right now who feel like there's a, uh, there's a barrier to hearing you, God, I pray, uh, Lord, that you would help to, to break that down, Lord, to just connect with them right now, that as they come before you, as they're vulnerable before you, Lord, that you would speak this morning and that we would be people who who move on what you've said, that we would be people who use it as a fuel for our prayer life and, and just begin to proclaim it over our lives and the people in our world. And so God, we thank you for your word. We thank you uh, for the richness of your promises over our life. And I pray that in this moment, God, you just continue to remind us of what you're doing and what you're saying over our lives in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.